Hey, all you intrepid architects out there. If you believe design can change the world, then you've found your humans here on this show, Architecting. My name is Angela Mazzi, and I'm an architect and career coach who's figured out how to live my passion while claiming a successful architecture career and lifestyle. This show is about the architect as a person and will help you bypass the status quo traps in our profession while teaching you how to make an impact in your career. We need to stand in our power as architects and use our skills to make great places. If you're with me, let's get architecting. It's Angela. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Architecting Podcast. And you know, I had some amazing coaching sessions over the last week. I have opened my schedule up this fall, but I don't take many because as you all know, I am a practicing architect who works full-time. In fact, I'm going to be in Santa Fe most of this week for a new client project. So I don't have a lot of free time available for the coaching, so I'm very limited in what I take on, but I am taking on three new clients for my 90-day program, if you are interested in that. I have just opened up three slots, and then I typically will take on about two clients per month for my 90-minute transformational session, which is called Flourish, or my lightning session, which is just a half-hour kind of touch-based moment. And I have to tell you, even half-hour conversation, the transformation that I see in these architects is mind-blowing. The connections they're able to make, the realizations they're having that they just didn't have before is truly amazing. So if you have been skeptical about coaching and are on the fence, start with the half hour session because I think you will start to see how coaching is different from figuring things out on your own. It's different from mentoring. It really is a process of helping you to make better connections about who you are, and how you can leverage that purpose through your work in a meaningful way without burning yourself out. So if after listening to these podcasts, following me on social, maybe subscribing to my newsletter, using the free downloads on the website, you're thinking, I want more, or I've tried to do this on my own, but I've reached an impasse, Go to the Programs tab on my website, architectingpodcast.com, and look at all three of those programs. See what makes sense for you. I am only taking a few clients on at a time, so get yourself in if that is something that is calling to you. Today's episode is about leading the leaders. And what that really means is exploring leadership in a different way than we often think about it. It's easy to see the leader as the person who has the plan, who has to organize, who has to get followers, who has to blaze the trail, right? Those are all very true but stereotypical ways to understand leading. But another way to think about leading is to think about how you can see the potential in someone 
to be more than what they are or a situation to be more than what it is. A leader is never the waitress. They don't take orders from clients and make it happen because that would be an implementer, not a leader. A leader listens, but is kind of more like a translator and can say something like, I know you said you wanted a lot of bright primary colors, but what I really heard is that the space needs to be unrelentingly uplifting because of the state of mind of the people working in it. What does uplifting feel and look like? It doesn't have to be literally bright primary colors, right? It's those kinds of translations that make a leader a leader because they are looking at pure potential and they are seeing that potential to do more, to be more, to see more so that things can be better. When we think about this, we also have to be willing to say that leading means that not everybody is going to follow. And that feels like, gasp, what? How can you say that? Leaders don't leave people behind. What happens in nature? The mama duck, when she gets out of the water, walks to wherever she's planning to go next. And her little ducklings will follow behind. But the mama duck does not round up the ducklings, does not chase after the strays, does not put her valuable energy into those who just aren't interested in following along. And it might seem at first shocking or cruel to leave people behind, but what you're leaving behind is what doesn't resonate. And we're all evolving at different rates. We're all on different journeys. We all have a collection of experiences that have shaped us and that have made us more receptive to some messages than others, more able to get on board with certain truths than others. Leaders, leaders know how to be realistic while still optimistic. If you're not optimistic, you can't innovate because to innovate, you have to solve problems, which means you have to believe in possibilities. If you don't believe in possibilities, if you aren't willing to take it through, if you aren't willing to hold that big vision, even when there are challenges, because there will be, even when there's risk, because there will be, you will just be the implementer, the waitress, your entire career. Leading the leaders means you understand that you could do commodity work well for people who will view you as reliable and not pay you a whole lot of money for said work. Or you could find the people that want amazing, that say, this is my goal, this is my vision, I am placing it in your hands. Work with me to bring it to life. And those people working on those projects, that's not base 5% fees. That's in the 10 and 12% fees. That's projects where the cost per square foot with those fees 
is much higher. Those are projects that win awards. Those are projects that reshape communities. Those are projects that become destinations and magnets, not only in their communities, but in the nation, in the world, because they shifted something in our consciousness. And there are more of those clients out there than you would think. I am always surprised at what a lack-based profession architecture is, considering that we are incredibly creative people. We ought to be better than an attorney or an accountant at seeing possibilities and knowing our worth, and yet we don't. We don't because we've all been in the soup of a culture. There's this mythos about how hard you have to work about how it will never be good enough or right, about work taking over your life and your health and your well-being. And if it doesn't, you haven't done enough of it. And in that mythos, in that lack-based thinking, of course, we're going to find competition. This need to constantly compare ourselves to others to scheme and plot about how to win instead of how to align. And this concern about what is everybody else doing so that I can plan my course and triangulate and base it on that. I'm going to invite you to see things a little bit differently, to question that premise, which is Easier said than done because we believe it's true. This is what we've known our entire career. This is what our friends think. This is what our bosses think. But instead, I want you to lead the leaders. And you can't do that unless you can be a magnet to them because your voice and your message and your work stand for something. And you are unapologetic about that something mattering and you are out there evangelizing on those issues you are looking for alignment with clients that care about those issues and they will see you they will see your value and over time what you will find is that the clients that couldn't see that value will start to see the proof of it mattering. Now, some of them will still be commodity clients. They may never value or want a piece of architecture over just a building that provides basic shelter and functionality. However, some of them might start to be willing to take a chance. As we raise that tide, it lifts the boat of others. So rather than competing, with other firms and other architects in a race to the bottom. I can slash my fees. I can buy the project. I can do this. I can do that. We're saying my work has value. And if my work has value, your work has value. The world needs to see the power of design to make a difference. And that doesn't happen when you are an implementer. Shame on us. Every time we bury those talents, shame on us every single time we say our time isn't worth anything. 
Shame on us every time we slash fees and compete with one another because there is no lack in the world. And there are too many people in too many places who need good design that is going to enrich their lives. And this is not a lie. Science is proving, proving the value and impact that environments have on our health, our well-being, our intellect, our spirituality, our emotions. We cannot keep hiding what we know to be true. We cannot bury our potential anymore because we're afraid the client won't understand. Instead, we need to understand that there are plenty of clients out there and that they will believe and they will want to follow us and they do want to buy what we're selling and they value it and are willing to pay for it because they see that we value it and we are showing them how it's going to make a difference and they're going to raise their hand and they're going to say, I want that. I want that. I have to have that. No one else is saying this, but you are, and you've made me see what I need, and I want that. All right, everyone, thank you so much. I really appreciate, I know your time is valuable, and there's a lot of ways you can choose to spend it, and that you're choosing to listen to this podcast means so, so much to me. And I hope that you will join me on Clubhouse this coming Sunday. We are going to do a critical conversation monthly segment all about leadership. So we're going to go deeper into this topic. And I also will take your questions and do laser coaching. So this is a great opportunity to have an interactive conversation with me on these topics or any other topics that you feel are on your heart. So please join me on Clubhouse. Information about this is available on our Facebook page. And also I will be posting some notices for this on Instagram. I really hope that you will join me. And I also hope if you have not already subscribed to this podcast that you do. It alerts when new episodes come out. By subscribing, you're telling all the different podcast services that this is something valuable. This is content they need to be showing to other people. So you're helping us to kind of navigate that algorithm and help our community to get stronger. So if you like what you're hearing and you know other people would benefit, reach out to them personally but also subscribe, like it, leave comments. All of those things really help us to get more visible to more people. And of course, come over to Instagram and share your comments on the episode. You can tag me at Architecting Podcast and I will see your thoughts, your comments. And don't forget to DM me with your questions. We're going to be doing an episode shortly where I answer questions from the audience. So if you have something you would like me to unpack, send it in. I'd be happy to do that. Have a great day. I love you so much. Thank you for listening. 
Thanks for being part of this episode of Architecting. If you enjoyed the show, join our community on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn to keep up with what's in the show pipeline, including a behind-the-scenes look at my architecture lifestyle. Feel free to share your content ideas. Love to hear your feedback. You can also visit architectingpodcast.com to download free career content and learn about my classes, book, and coaching programs. Until next time, stay inspired. (laughs)